just got, you know, there's a great night for fights tonight. There's so many, there's such a volume of fights these days with Zone and UFC doing their thing. How, how does the fact that there's so much, like such a flood of MMA fights and content out there, how does that influence your ability to, you know, you've been matchmaking a long time, put together cards, mm -hmm. keep them exciting with when there's just so much out there these days? I mean, you know, when we put a fight card together, we really like to put a fight card together that is unique and is a little bit different and uh, something that the fans all want to see. And if you see some of the fights, we have the young, the young guys up and coming, like the Pico Corrales fight. Uh, that was a contender, not a contender match, but I mean, you know, like somebody that's, you know, still has a big career ahead of them. And then we did the Legends fight with Fedor, you know, Bader, not so much. He still has a big, you know, career ahead of him. But, you know, we, we like to put in brand names against other brand names and and uh, and see what happens. So that's what you saw tonight, something for everybody. With that in mind, how important and how satisfied are you with the future star building? Guys like Pico who are having sort of ups and downs so mm -hmm. far in this young in their career. Are you satisfied with where it is, and what do you think you need to do to get it to where a point where you're satisfied with it? You know, you have to understand from a promoter standpoint, really, our job is to facilitate the fights and put the fights together and give these kids an opportunity to grow and to get to where they want to go. And, um, you know, listen, this is MMA. Nobody is undefeated in MMA for a long period of time. That's just how it is. One punch, one kick, one submission. It just ch it changes the whole landscape. So, you know, to me, yeah, Pico, he almost won the fight. And then, you know, he got stopped. So that's just the nature of the beast. And I think that uh, he'll go back to the drawing board. You know, he'll he'll get his learning pad out and, 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 and put all that, you know, energy he put into this fight and all the – strategy and, and the outcome and, and put it into his bank, you know, and it'll help him grow into the future and become a better fighter. That's my belief. I mean, you know, these fighters are, you know, like especially a guy like Pico or Kraus, you know, they have years ahead of them. And, you know, it, like I said, in MMA, it's, it's not, no, one, no one's undefeated. You know, that's something you'll have to ask him. And only, only you, you know, he knows what he was thinking at that time. And uh, but you know, in fairness, I mean, it looked like one punch and it was it was going to be over because he's a hard hitter. He's a guy that could stop you with one punch. So, you know, he probably thought he was teeing it up and then he got caught. And then that's you know that's why this sport is so dynamic and and you know so explosive. And that's why we love it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, this is a great win for him. And uh, he's changed camps. He's living in Arizona, training now, and and uh, has our. Yeah, well, and you know, and Benson Henderson's there training with him, so he's got a great group of, of guys around him now, and I think that he's just going to get better and better. Scott Ryan Bader, I don't know if he was he was even hit this entire tournament. He he kind of ran through the field. Right. Where would you put a guy like that on, on the pound for pound list, uh, so so to speak? Man, I don't know how you could you know, I mean, he's got to be right up there in the top two or three, in my opinion. The guy is dangerous, and he, I'm not I'm not sure if I'm just imagining, but it seems like he's becoming a better and better striker. Because, you know, the go-to move was always, you know, go for the takedown, go for the shoot, try to punch, go for the shoot, ground and pound. But, you know, now, like the King Mo stoppage and the stoppage, I mean, I think he was setting up what he hit him with. And, and he caught him, and then that was it. You know, these guys are big, strong men. One punch, and, you know, it's over. He has the two titles now, and we've seen, I guess, recently that you come double champ and you don't defend one of those titles. What, what is next for Bader? Do you see him defending both of them? What do you, you know, I mean, I'm sure eventually he's got to go back to 205 and, and defend the title there, right? Yeah, you know what? Uh, that's going to be up to Ryan because as long as we don't have, uh, you know, uh, a, like a, the light heavyweight being jammed up, you know, let's, for instance, if, if Gegard eventually, because he told me he wants to move up and Loyola might want to move up at some point, you know, and fight Bader, you know, at 205, 
uh, as long as those fights aren't you know right down the road for him, you know we'll get we're going to give him a little bit of leeway to say hey if you want to defend the headweight then you could do it and then you know he could go back and forth, but I think that eventually you know there will be a bottleneck at some point and then we'll just all make a business decision. And and the Minikov Congo winner gets the next heavyweight title shot is that is that correct? That's correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and Ryan told me the other day that he has one fight left on his contract. Mm-hmm. I, I imagine you guys will go into negotiations. Well, I don't, I don't know if that's uh, accurate. Yeah, okay. I don't think that's accurate. Champ- champions There's clause champion or? clauses. Okay. You know, like, it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, I think that we have quite a bit more time with multiple fights. So you should get with Dave Martin and talk to him about that. But uh, believe me, we've read, we've read that contract. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Kevin, nice to see you. Good evening, Scott. Um, w- uh, your friends with Feder, he's mm-hmm. in knockout. Yes. Are you disappointed? You know, I, I'll tell you, um, my job is to put the best fighters in there that we can, and I think that we did that tonight. And uh, you never want to see a friend get hurt. Um, but, um, you know, it was one shot, and uh, when I saw him leave, he seemed to be okay. So at least he's not hurt, uh, seriously. And, uh, you know, I hope that uh, he's fine. But, yeah, it, it, it is, uh, you know, it's never easy to see your friends, you know, get hit and get knocked out and, and get hurt. Do you think, will, will, will he fight again? That's really up to him. You know, that's really up to Fedor. And, um, you know, I, um, you know, I think that uh, uh, we had a, uh, a relationship, you know, that lasted for many years. And he fought for me back in strike force. And Fedor... He doesn't have to fight again. He's already done it all. You know, to me, he's the greatest heavyweight of all time. He has such a great run. Um, but really, it's it's really going to be up to him uh, of when he decides to, to finally, you know, put it to rest. And uh, uh, the last question. Uh, his contract is off now. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's correct. Uh, hi, Scott. Um, so Tito Ortiz was very visible cage side today. And just about a minute ago, he has tweeted that he wants to rematch Chill and take on Ryan Bader. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you had any discussions with him about returning? Um, no, we have not uh, had that conversation. Uh, George's manager has reached out, and I just said, let's talk, you know, after this fight's over. Um, but, um, you know, we'll see. I mean, you know, fighting Chill, uh, that, he's already done that. And to me, it's like, why would you want to rehash that? And, you know, retirement after retirement. But, um, you know, if if... If he wanted to fight again, would we fight him? I'm not sure. You know, that's something we would decide, you know, if the opportunity came came our direction. But we, we're not that far down the road. Okay. And uh, some weeks ago, there were rumors flying around that, that Tito was uh, looking to fight Dan Henderson. Dan Henderson was also in attendance tonight. Mm-hmm. Is there any truth on your side uh, to, to that rumor? No, we're, we're not talking to either fighter about fighting for a Bellator. I just wanted to ask you, when you think of Fedor's career, what, what sticks out most uh, about what he's done? Is there anything, any particular fight or any particular thing about him that sticks out in your mind? You know, Kevin, he had that one run where he was undefeated for 10 years. Uh, and in that 10 years, unlike today, because leagues are, you know, whether it's boxing or mixed martial arts, combat sports in general, sometimes the best guys don't fight the best guys all the time, right? Because... Of politics or networks or whatever it is so he fought everybody you know Fedor didn't duck anybody look about think, read his list of accomplishments of who he's fought it's the who's who of, of mixed martial arts Josh Gross knows that he, he already has it memorized I'm sure yeah okay but um, you know 
it's to me he's you know the goat and that's it and and and, and I think that uh, you know it goes back to he is a guy that fought everybody that uh, that that he was presented with and I think sometimes people think of you know he had that impassive look in his face and you know he would get spiked on his head and he never seemed to get flustered what kind of impact do you think that had in the cage like a guy that he just seemed so cool under heavy fire under mm -hmm. duress never let himself get you know up do you think that had an impact and helped him win fights and maybe build the mythology that sur uh, surrounds him I mean you know the first time I saw him fight he he looks like the character in the Jenny's Bond movie that you know was ruthless and is out there, you know, doing his thing. You know, the Russian spy. But he he had a very stoic look about him, and he was out there knocking people out. And you know that's that's what he did for a very long time. Um, and um, you know, for me to promote him in Strike Force to promote him here, it's an honor. You know, I consider him a friend, and uh, he's a legend of sport. And this guy is recognizable worldwide. You you want to go hang out with him in Japan? you're going to get mobbed. You hang out with him in L.A., you're going to get mobbed. He still has that, uh, that X factor that some fighters never get to. So he's um, a very special athlete. Uh, Scott, from a business standpoint, how would you assess the Grand Prix and uh, what kind of a success it was for the company? Yeah, it was a very good piece of business for Bellator and uh, for Paramount. And um, it was, I think we started on Spike, actually, right? So it's a very good piece of business. It's a piece of business that uh, was good internationally for us because all these fights are distributed all around the world. You know, we have distribution deals in 160 countries around the world. And, um, you know, for sponsorship, activation, sponsors, you know, the people loved it because we didn't just have a tournament. We had a tournament with eight of, you know, some of the biggest brand names in, in, in mixed martial arts. And, uh, you know, Ryan Bader chose to be the king. And uh, he's gonna, you know, he's gonna defend that belt, and we'll go forward from there. And it actually worked out for you guys because there was supposed to be the UFC show today in Los Angeles as well. Mm -hmm. uh, how do you do you envision coming to the LA market soon again? And if so, when would that be? Yeah, you know, we, we traditionally come here on this weekend every year, right? And um, you know, um, coming to LA once a year I think has worked. We promote 30 shows. We're going to promote 30, uh, 32 shows this year all over the world. Uh, we're launching a European series uh, February 9th in Newcastle. Um, so we're going to be very busy. But uh, we do have fights that I just think make a lot of sense here. When I think of Leona Machida fighting, I think of L.A., someplace in L.A. When I think of, you know, when I think of uh, Gegard Mousasi fighting, I think of Los Angeles. So a lot of great fighters here. Pico's still here. A.J. McKee's from here. There's a great you know, talent bid here in Los Angeles for Bellator, and we're going to continue promoting in the Los Angeles area once a year for sure, maybe maybe, maybe twice a year. One or two more guys. Hey, Scott. Um, in leading up to the fight, uh, I think during media day, uh, Fedor said this, uh, through his interpreter, of course, he said, this, being fighting, is not a passion. This is a necessity, the necessity to come and to stand for the owner of your country. Mm. What do you make of that statement? What do you think he meant by that? You know, I can only speculate, but I can tell you this. When I called him to come fight in this tournament or start fighting for Bellator, um, it, it, he said to me, I have to go speak to Vladimir Putin. And uh, I said, uh, really? He said, yeah, because I'm running his mixed martial arts program for the country. 
And um, I said, okay, well, let me know how that goes. And two weeks later, he called. He said, okay, I have his approval. So he had to go to, you know, the leader and the president and, uh, and get his permission and his blessing. And I'm telling you right now, if he would have said no, Federer would not be fighting. So he uh, respects him a lot. And uh, he, uh, you know, when, it, when, when with what, you know, your statement there, that's really what it comes down to is that, you know, he is fighting for, I always said, fight for, I fight for my, I fight for God and I fight for my country. Do you think he's also fighting because Putin is telling him to or? No, no, no. I don't think that's the case. I think that he was just asking for permission because he was running his mixed martial arts uh, amateur program for the country. So that's a, he was a full-time employee for the, for the government is my understanding. Is that, is that correct? Kind of. We'll I don't know. On that one. Yeah. Yeah, he was running the sports ministry for MMA. That's what my understanding was. Okay, and it, I know his, his contract's done, and there was a lot of talk of retirement, but what do you want to see happen? And if you have him in Bellator again, how do you match up somebody who's had this run, has built this legacy, and is now mm -hmm. at this point in his career? Yeah, I mean, listen, I, this is how I feel. It's like, you know, he's already accomplished everything, and, um, you know, it'd be nice to see him maybe do something in Moscow as a big celebration, you know, for all his accomplishments. And then, you know, and then, and then move on. That's, that's what I think would be the right thing to do. Thanks, Danny. Um, Scott, um, the, the tournament obviously has taken 12 months. You've had seven events. I think it's seven events, seven yep. fights. Um, it's been very successful. You haven't had injuries. Um, you've got the, the welterweight tournament that has enabled you to earn, you know, over a over hundred million US dollars from DAZN over three years. Um, do you think tournaments is other way forward? Um, and do you intend to do tournaments in any other divisions? Yeah, I mean, I like the tournament format. But I think the tournaments should be done when you have eight fighters that have a, have a, have a meaning, have a purpose. And, uh, you know, to me, the welterweight division, I mean, come on, we have some of the best welterweights in the world. And I don't think you could deny that. And so to me, it made a lot of sense to, to have a tournament. And DAZN wanted a tournament, and so... It was a great piece of business for Paramount, so we did it. Uh, as far as having it in other weight classes, when I look at our featherweight division, it's something that's very attractive. But we'll see. Let's get through the welterweight tournament first. Thank you, guys. All right, next up, we'll have Jake Hager. Uh, hey, Jake. Uh, congratulations on the big win and a great debut here in Bellator. It was a strong finish, and you just looked like you had a swagger in your steps. So, uh what can you tell us about uh, your future plans? You said you're going to be here for at least a decade. That's what your plans were. But uh, last time uh, I saw you competing, you were holding a belt in a wrestling promotion. You're the current Lucha Underground champion. You've been popping up at wrestling events all over the country. What's your plan? To continue MMA solely or to still be dipping your toes in the wrestling arena? Oh, man. Well, first, thank you uh, to Bellator. This was an amazing opportunity that they gave me to showcase something that I, I believed in myself. Um, Really, I had so much fun out there and really enjoyed this whole week and the past year and a half have been such a positive experience upon me, my family. Um, I, I want to make this my main focus. I'd like to fight again um, very soon. And uh, I know uh, I got a lot of work to do, so I'm, you know, after, after nine, I'm very, very eager to get back in with my coaches and my team and get back to work. Jake, uh, congratulations on the win. Uh, the second you got that takedown, did the confidence level just shoot up like, hey, I got him, we're, we're, we're going to finish this? I felt like I had a big smile on my face, yes. 
And, uh, you know, you, you mentioned that you want to get back in there. Like, how soon? I, I know it's, the win is fresh, and, you know, obviously a, a lot went into this camp, but is there sort of an ideal time you'd like to fight? Like, No, no, that's above my pay grade. I just, you know, try to do what I'm told most of the time, and uh, um, when, it, when, the, when, it's, when the time is right, we'll do it. But and, and leading up to the fight, did you have a lot of pro wrestling fan support heading into this? Like, did you really feel it? Because this was this was a big deal for for yourself because uh, you know there's, there hasn't been too many successful pro wrestlers you know transitioning to mixed martial arts. Uh, I felt, I mean, one of the reasons why I wanted to cross over and do it with Bellator is because I knew we could make a big splash. But I think the response this week has been uh, way more than I ever expected. Uh, I had so many, uh, wrestling fans, so many of my friends that I worked with over the last 12 years there reach out to me. And, uh, it was really, really humbling. And at the same time, exciting because, you know, this is, this is very cool. Hey Jake. Uh, how did it how did it feel in there first time i mean it was it comparable to being in a wwe ring like what was just the feeling when you entered entered into the cage and there you know yeah i i was having a lot of fun um i felt like i was going to worry about uh people looking at me a little bit and that was going to affect my game plan or whatnot but uh my team my coaches did a great job beforehand i felt very focused i uh felt zeroed in on my opponent and when i went out there it was almost like quiet to me and so uh, that was surprising because usually with a wrestling match, you're trying to remember every single super kick that you have to do. <laughs> and and uh, you said you want to fight again soon. I mean, what what level are you looking to fight at? Because obviously, you know, your opponent tonight was one on one as a pro. Do you continue to want to fight someone who has that level of experience, or do you want to kind of work your way up now? Uh, yeah, again, above my pay grade. Uh, I'll be the first to say I have a lot, a lot to improve on. Um, I think it's very exciting where I'm going to be in six months, where I'm going to be in a year, where I'm going to be in a year and a half. Maybe at that time I could fight someone like Ryan Bader. I mean, what a great performance tonight. Did you know Ryan at all from, from uh wrestling? He was at Arizona State when I was at Oklahoma. Uh, he was the 197-pounder. I was the 285-pounder at Oklahoma, so we didn't get the tangle at all. Uh, last thing for me, I don't know if you saw the, uh, the photo from the WWE locker room. I guess they were they were rooting you on today. I think Keith Slater uh, might have might have tweeted it out. Did you see that? Uh, I haven't I haven't picked up the phone yet. Just kind of been uh, smelling the roses. Gotcha. Thanks, Jake. Jake, congrats on the win again. Uh, speaking of your game plan, your ground and pound seemed very deliberate, very measured. You weren't going crazy. You but the shots that you were landing were really impactful and definitely helped set up uh, the finish. Was that something you were specifically trained on, or was that just something you found yourself in the moment trying to be measured and trying to slow down? No, uh, that's something that we specifically trained on. Uh, we wanted to use the cage, and uh, from the beginning, he put his back to the cage very quickly. Um, and so I kind of felt like he was going to try to sucker me in with something. Um, but once we got on top, we knew he wasn't getting back up. Uh, very uh, comfortable there. A lot of familiarity there. Um, my team, uh, my coaches have done a great job of uh, explaining it to me in an amateur wrestling way when it comes to jiu-jitsu or when it comes to the ground and pound game. So I understand it. And I mean, that was definitely our game plan. And then leaving, coming out of this fight and then going into your next camp, is there something you want to specifically focus on? Is there a specific part of the game that you want to pay more attention to going forward? I don't know. How did my hair look tonight? Great. <laughs> um, like I said, uh, yeah, um, 
this last camp, this last year and a half, we focused like specifically on a lot of striking, a lot of kickboxing, uh, because the, you know I was very raw at it, and we needed the work there. I think in this next camp, I'd like to go. Uh, with some more high-level wrestlers and uh, focus on the girl that got me to the dance. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Hey, Jack, back here. Jack Swagger. Um, earlier this week, you were in pretty good spirits. You were very happy, you know, about this whole experience and everything but fight day can be very nerve-wracking what was your day like today leading up to the walk to the cage um yeah wife woke me up and immediately felt how lucky i was looking next to her <laughs> um i was i was really calm today i felt like i i related it a lot to uh this whole week i related it a lot to a wrestlemania week you know big very big matches was definitely the biggest fight of my life um, and so I relied on that experience a lot uh, for today. Um, but certain things uh, throughout the day, we really focused on my nutrition. Uh, I had a nice cold glass of oatmeal like right before we got on the shuttle. And then I really feel like that helped me with the warm up and uh, getting that first win going. Um, so calm, relaxed. I slept a little bit and then had some cold oatmeal. You didn't seem to get touched in there at all. Did you get touched with anything that hurt whatsoever? I felt like he uh, he was doing a good job from um, the bottom, uh, getting some shots in on there, and his hands did feel heavy at that time. Um, it happened very quickly for the takedown. He may he may have got my nose once in there, and then I was in on the double leg, and I, I slipped off a little bit, but then the ankle pick was there, so we went back there. One or two more. Jack, so obviously you also had a very great walkout. You had R-Truth and everything performing for you. Can you talk about what it was like to have that experience, which not a lot of fighters get in their debut? Yeah, uh, Ron Killings, R-Truth, what an amazing performer. Uh, his music career is just, like, it's so fun to watch. Um, it was very cool to have one of your best friends out there on your first fight on this huge platform that Bellator provided in Los Angeles. I mean, that's like a storybook moment that just happened. Um, so it, very excited. I told him that I wasn't going to listen to him because I, I might tear up. And I was like, I got to be, you know, game face then. So uh, very special to me, definitely. You were obviously very enthusiastic all week. And now you get to fight night. Obviously, the adrenaline is up. Were you able to enjoy the experience? Was it everything you wanted it to be, or were you just too stressed about the performance? No, no, I, I, I enjoyed it very much. Um, when we got to the building, we got here about uh, 4.30. Um, everything happened very fast. Um, before I knew it, it was 6 o'clock and we were going live. And so the warm-up went well, even though everything felt fast. But I was really enjoying myself. Um, it felt very familiar back to when I would compete in college. You know, the NCAA tournament uh, is a, on a very big stage. So <clears throat> not that it compares to this one, but it, it helped me uh, be ready. And uh, like I said earlier, I was zoned in on my opponent. I didn't really see the crowd. And it was just – and I think that's why it was making me smile is because I, I was like, oh, okay, you know, I wasn't distracted. Last one right here. 
Yep. Hey, Jack. Uh, you reference Perry, Oklahoma. Is is Danny Hodge still the toughest guy from Perry, Oklahoma? Or are you uh, you trying Ooh. to take that mantle there? You're trying to get me a lot of trouble in Perry, Oklahoma. Uh, Danny Hodge is still the toughest guy from Perry, Oklahoma. I might be second with better hair. No. Uh, that That's something that's very special to me. That's why I wanted to mention it. I know everyone in Los Angeles was like, are you from Perry? Who's from Perry? Um, but... The 4,000 people that were there, I'm pretty sure they were all watching it tonight. So I just wanted to send them a special message. You know, got to remember where you come from. He, you know, he's always someone I looked up to. Uh, I was fortunate enough to have him grow up. You know, I grew up uh, with him down the street. And so, like, you can't really put it, you can't really measure it. Um, he, that whole town, though, it just breeds wrestling. They, everybody helps support it. And it's really, uh, it's really a special place. Uh, I mean, it, it is considered the wrestling capital of the world with more state championships in any, any school across the nation, any sport. Yeah, I said it. That's all. Sorry. All right, thank you guys, the people. What's up, guys? <sighs> hey, Henry, right over here. Oh, James, what's up, dude? How's it going? Uh, congratulations. Uh, biggest win of your career. Um, he hit you, and you were able to come back and, and finish him. How much do you feel like your experience played into this? Because, you know, you've been in a lot of tough situations that maybe Aaron hadn't. Do you feel like that helped you get the win tonight? Yeah, dude, this fight, uh, I was just telling somebody backstage, it, it kind of closely resembled my actual real life. I put myself in some shitty situations and uh, had to fight my way out of it. And that's exactly what he did. He fucking... He dumped me, you know, put me on my ass a little bit. I didn't see it, dude. He's super quick. Just dropped me a little flash, a little flash, a little flash hit. But I felt good, you know. I, 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 can't, I got up and uh, threw a couple shots, circled out, recomposed myself, and uh, got back after it, dude. I was fucking a little pissed. And, and, you know, you re uh, gave a big shout-out to the MMA lab. I know how much that's helped. Like, have, have you looked back on the run you've had? Because it was, you know, you've had, you had a rough start, just, you know, really tough opponents, and now you've yeah. been undefeated since that losing streak. Have you had time to process all that tonight after the knockout? Oh, yeah, for sure, dude. It's been, I've been processing it since I joined the team out there, dude, you know, and uh, it changed my life, you know, moving out there with Benson Henderson and all those guys, and it's just a high-quality place, a bunch of good dudes, you know. There's no, uh, you know... I would never try to excuse those losses, dude, but there was reasons behind them. And, uh, you know, I got my shit together now, and I'm, uh, I've been going on a run, and I'm ready to get after it. You made a strong case for a title shot, although we're seeing on Twitter right now Patricio Pitbull, Michael Chandler going back and forth. Are you worried at all about that? Are you going to talk to Scott tonight and be like, look, what more do I need to do? No. No, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. I, like, you know, I don't, I'm not sure if these guys really give a fuck about what I think, so... I know they they know what I want they know what I want and uh yeah Henry congratulations man uh the finishing sequence uh, can you take us through that a little bit it looks like he was going maybe for for body shots with his left and you came like over the top with, with the right do you remember what that finishing sequence was dude he was digging he was cracking that body he was winding up with with it and he was digging dude a couple of them landed pretty good and I ate him but you know I knew his you know when that left hand's down what's open and I was like, let's fucking go, body head. Let's do this. And uh, you know, it was kind of a cool thing. You know, I lost my cool in there, dude. It was a good thing there's a ref in there because I was, I was fucking just on killer mode, dude. I was ready to just. From the jump or something that happened in the fight that made you that way? Yeah, getting dropped, you know. 
getting dropped and just 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 put a just it just got me going dude i was ready i was ready to die in there dude can you can you pinpoint what exactly it is that has changed in you since you've been at the lab for the last five fights uh turning 30 you know getting older and uh you know when i first started fighting you know i you know i came from i came to martial arts from, from the dark arts you know what i mean not doing not not like too crazy but i was just undisciplined dude i i, I chase novelty dude all i want to do is have fun with my friends and just just be you know i had no direction you know and uh since since i started training like I'm still new to the sport, you know, eight, eight, nine years ago. You know, I've never, I haven't been in trouble. And, uh, it, it, you know, you hear a lot of guys say it, and I know what they mean now, you know, and martial arts really changes your life, dude, because it, it, it extracts so much out of you, so much discipline, and uh, just the, the whole team environment and everything, like, it's rich, dude. I love it, man. I'm just so grateful for all this. You said earlier that the fight almost paralleled your life a little bit, where you put yourself in some bad spots. And, and yeah. what, what what bad spots were you in at some point, and, and how did you battle back from from those in your life? Dude, stupid stuff. Not even, dude, not even cool stuff. Like I was getting in shootouts and like being a crazy gangster. Dude, I'll tell you one. Uh, not like uh, when I was a teenager, I was walking. I was walking down the street with the skateboard, and some like cholos and gangster dudes. Like, the sun was in my eyes, dude. And I was like squinting. They're like, what the fuck are you looking at? You know, I must have had like an ugly face on. And I was like, oh, the sun's in my eyes. But then as soon as I said that, I felt like such a bitch for saying that. I was like, oh, you know what? Fuck you. I was like, what's up? And I, I ended up getting stabbed, you know, but I had a skateboard, so I defended myself really well. And, and I'll leave it there because I don't want to incriminate myself. So skateboards beat knives. Is what <laughs> hey, it did that day. I mean, what was it a bad injury? I mean, no, nah, just just a little nick, dude. A little, not big deal. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of want to hear that story. There's too, too many of them, dude. But dude, I promised my mom. She's like, dude, don't start telling your stories. Like, you're, she's like, you're past that now. You know, move on. Don't just don't talk about it. I'm like, so uh, Henry, as somebody who had a, a rough start to to your career um, when you made it to the big stage. Uh, any words of wisdom that you could offer Aaron Pico uh, as he has some ups and downs in his his big stage career? Dude, I'm not even worried about that guy. He's a stud, you know. That guy's uh, he got all the tools, you know, and he's 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 gonna be fine. He's gonna be fine for sure. And speaking of words of wisdom, uh, your teammate Benson Henderson has had quite a few big fights. Uh, anything in particular he was able to uh, impart on you before making your walk today that helped out? Just the brotherhood of just, you know, you just turn around and he's standing right there, dude, and he got your back. That means more than, that means everything, you know? Somebody who's just there for you and leading by example, not somebody who's always just like chirping in your ear and telling you what to do. Try to be a dictator. This dude leads by example, dude. He, his kids are at the gym all day. His wife is there teaching jujitsu classes and the guy's just, uh, he's just a high quality man. All right. Thanks, Hunter. Appreciate you guys. Hey, I'll take it. What's going on, guys? Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Mr. Bader, 
Uh, congratulations on that victory. Uh, great win, obviously, beating a legend, uh, legend like Fedora. Scott Coker came in here earlier, and he was talking about how you're definitely one of those guys up there at the top, pound for pound. Uh, and here you are standing with three Bellator belts, first person to ever win two, let alone three. Um, do you think? What do you think of your own legacy at the top of the uh, Bellator fighters list? Do you think you're going to go down as one of the greatest of all time in Bellator and MMA in general? Yeah, I'm not even thinking about that. It, I think this kind of solidifies that I am one of the best pound for pound out there, you know, but um, uh, it's just one of those things where I feel like I'm in my prime right now. So there's a lot more to go. And so I haven't even really begun to kind of scratch the surface on legacy and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, but this is, I mean, this was a pinnacle right here. This heavyweight championship. I'm the light heavyweight champion. I got to fight Fedor, one of the best of all time you know, in the Grand Prix style tournament and, and become a two division champion. I mean, what else is there to do? You know, I can't drop to 185. You know, you can defend him and all that, but um, to do to do that against that that competitor, you know, uh, in Fedor and uh, yeah, as, as a as you look back at a career, I mean, that'll always be a highlight. Ryan, over here, as you're sitting there in the cage waiting for him to make his entrance, you know, he's slow, he's taking his time, this big Russian, everyone's going nuts for him. Yeah. What are you thinking as you're sitting there waiting for him to get in there? I'm just trying to focus on what – I put myself there before in, in training camp and all that, you know, because, uh, you know, all the hoopla and the, uh, you know, fighting Fedor and, and, you know, trying not to get the wide eyes and looking across from a legend and all that. And, and it's, it's experience. I've, I've done that in my past. I've fought – you know, legends of the sport, who's who of MMA. Um, so for me, it's try. I try to put that way down deep and not even think about it. It pops up every once in a while in training camp and fight week and all that. And but um, when I was standing across there, I've never done the, uh, you know, the, the with the flags coming out and all that pledge or the uh, Star Spangled Banner. It uh, it definitely was different for me, but it got me fired up and it's kind of like. You walk out, you have those emotions going, and then it slows down a little bit. Yeah. And so then you kind of got to, you know, kick it back up a little gear. But, uh, man, it was fun. Then that left hits, and you see him go back. Do you have a human moment there? Or are you still – You know what? I, I, I saw that moment, and you can ask my team. You know, we, we practiced that moment a lot, and I saw that punch was going to do it. You know, he – he throws – you can't see his right hand because he throws from his hip. You know, it's very hard to see. He throws hard. Um – but in doing so, you leave yourself exposed. And we felt that he was going to respect my wrestling a lot, and I could put one up top. Um, and if you look through any of the footage on, uh, you know, the ones that didn't get played, but on the countdown shows and all that kind of stuff, we were practicing that punch the whole time, throwing a jab, you know, getting our distance, and then fainting and throwing that left hook. And, and we knew he'd be there. And it just, you know, that's a hard punch right there. You know, he went down and uh, – um, I saw that over and over again already, so it just kind of played out how we saw it. Ryan, uh, to your left, congratulations on the win. Beating Fedor, what, now that you've done it, what is that like? You know, you were in the ring with Tito Ortiz and John Jones yeah. and a lot of great fighters, and you referenced that before. Yeah. Did, did this guy mean anything more because you watched him before or, or because of his mystique? Yeah, like I was, I was telling him, it, I, I kept that down inside. You know, this definitely, if I had, if I had the opportunity to fight any, any fighter, you know, if you asked me, you know, when I started fighting, it would be Fedor, you know, and, and uh, you know, that aura and mystique about him, you know, and look what he's done in this tournament. You know, he goes out there and finishes two tough guys in the first round, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, props to him. He's 
he comes comes out here. He does a heavyweight tournament with a bunch of killers and and makes it to the finals. You know, um, so I, I was I'm very honored to be part of his story and and now have him be part of my story. You know, what happened tonight? You get that you take nothing away from Fedor. You know, he he's put in that work. Um, you know, and he's cemented his legacy. You know, so for me, I I try to keep my head down and you know it's time to cement mine. You threw that left hook from a, a good distance mm. away. Uh, sometimes, you know, left hooks are, you know, like you think of Joe Frazier yeah. on that inside like that. Did you ha did you think you had the power on it from that distance to be able to do what you did? Oh, yeah. You know, in, in the back there, too, you know, uh, it was kind of funny. My coach has a uh, little kind of hurt elbow. So, you know, we weren't throwing hooks to, you know, holding a pad out here and throwing a hook. You know, he was holding the pad at his head, you know, and he was circling away holding it up here so I was getting my distance the whole time on that you know in the back that's I mean 50% of the punches thrown in the back there warming up was that punch you know we were setting it up distance and all that and then and kind of circling him into that fainting kind of get his hands down which they're already down but then we we're trying to get him more or less to run into that punch too and then you know as great a punch as that left hand was you you hit him with the right from I mean that really do you think the right hand was a bigger punch than the left because you know it seemed like maybe he was starting to get up and you cracked him with that right and that was the end. Man, he's just too tough for his own good. You know that 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 punch was hard. The left hook was hard. Um, and then I I waited for a second, you know, because I didn't want to follow up, but um, the ref didn't stop jumping to stop it, so I followed it up with that hard right hand. You know, and I I have a pretty hard right right hand from that short little distance. And so I cracked him with that one, and it was kind of like, all right, that, that's enough, you know. And last question for you. Um, can you evaluate yourself, compare yourself, a light heavyweight to heavyweight? Do you think you're better at heavyweight because you don't have the weight cut and that you're able to, you know, kind of combine all your talents? Yeah, I don't know. You don't have to go back and you – know, I, I haven't cut weight the last couple fights. You know, it's been nice. It's, it takes an added stress out. And, yeah, I think coming in at your natural weight without sucking any water out, you know, I was sucking – 15 20 pounds of water out of my body uh, and then trying to put it back on it's got to do something to you you know um but at, at the same time it's also experience even though i have a lot of fights it's still experience at, at the the big stage and these main events i get more comfortable every time i walk out of there so um, i feel like i'm i'm good at both but you know it's uh, definitely easier and a lot more fun fighting a heavyweight ryan congrats ryan congratulations on the performance Thank you. Uh, were you surprised how quick it ended? Um, I was kind of, kind of what I was talking about over here. I saw that happening. I I just didn't know when. I thought I thought the longer the fight went, the more in favor it, it was for me. You know, and I I we planned on kind of getting into that firefight like you did with Chill at the, at the first round because even though it would suck, I feel like it would benefit me in the long run. You know, and uh, I did feel like I was gonna. I was going to connect on him with, with that punch or, you know, a, a right hand, timing his right hand and throwing my own. I felt like I could go punch for punch for, for, uh, with him and, and put him down. Um, but, no, you never, you never think it's going to go that quick. You know, that, there, that was twice in this tournament that that's happened. You know, 15 seconds. I think this one's like 35 seconds. So always nice. You don't have to go five rounds, get a knockout, get the walk out of there, not break a sweat, you know. Um, so it's always you – and know, be healthy too. You know, the, the tournament's over, but, like, the first round with King Mo, when I got to get out of there healthy and just move on, it was nice. And you've had a great stretch here with the tournament and obviously your last 12 fights as well. What's been the biggest difference if, with what you've been doing in this stretch compared to your previous? Yeah, I mean, in my past, um, in my past I've had – I've always had the physical abilities. 
you know, they were always there, but sometimes the, the mental side of it, you know, I was younger coming in as a wrestler, didn't know what the hell I was doing on my feet. I literally didn't know what I was doing on my feet until I was fighting uh, Rashad, you know, and I got a jab. I was like, oh, it's so much nicer being able to not freak out, you know, and so um, that uh, the people around me, you know, the, the coach, coaches and people I have around me right now, we're just in the, we're just in a good groove. We, we mesh really well. And, uh, it's fun for me. I, I, I made, uh, a promise after my last loss to go out there and have fun, not worry about, you know, the result of everything and hype it up and whatnot. And ever since then, it's been uh, a great run. Hey, Ryan over here. Um, last time you won or when you won the light heavyweight title, it was, it was a close fight with Phil Davis, but this was a definitive win. Do you feel like this is the type of victory that's going to get you your due, uh, you know, as, as far as just, uh, you know, what you were able to do in the cage and, uh, you know, just getting respect from people in general, being one of the, one of the best. Man, that Phil fate or the, the Phil Davis fight was awesome. What are you talking about? It, it was, I'm just, it was a close <laughs> no, fight. No, it wasn't. Yeah. I was, I'm joking. Yeah. Uh, I hope we never have to fight again, but the, uh, yeah, we just, uh, Phil, Phil's a weird weird style and all that and we just did not match up and yeah so it, when i won the belt you know it was kind of like a uh, split decision you know it wasn't it wasn't exciting at all and it was just kind of a lackluster kind of but yeah i won the belt so it was fun but to cap this off to cap winning the heavyweight title but cap off a tournament and then let alone it be fedor and knocking fedor out in 30 seconds to to win the heavyweight championship be a two division champion I mean, like I was saying, it doesn't get any bigger than better than that. You know, that's a pinnacle right there. So, yeah, this one definitely was a lot sweeter. You got a couple belts up there now. Um, you never had a title shot in the UFC. Does that make this a little bit sweeter just to say, like, hey, you know, maybe you guys could have made more of an effort to, to keep me around? Yeah, I mean, I'm so far past that right now. Yeah. You know, um, I always said, you know, give me the opportunity, you know, and, and I'll prove to you that, you know, I'm one of the best guys out there. And, and uh came over here to Bellator and they gave me that opportunity first fight and won the title in Madison Square Garden defended it they asked if I wanted to do a heavyweight grand prix I said yes before we knew any of the uh, opponents and started to fill out and I was looking over there like man it sure be cool to fight Fedor in the finals you know and that's a that was a a year ago you know when we walked out here in this in this uh in the forum you know and uh just kept my head down got it done and and here we are, got three belts, and it's just, it's a good time. Who's your pick in the Congo and Minikoff fight? And, and if so, how do you think you would match up against the winner? I don't know. I haven't watched too much of uh, Minikoff at all, to be honest. Um, I know they fought before, and I don't know how that went because, you know, I, I know the result, but I, I didn't watch the fight. So um, I've watched Congo. You know, he, he's on a, on a tear. And so, uh, um, yeah, we'll see what happens with them, and we'll get with Bellator, see where they want me, um, see if it. Um, all meshes and just kind of go from there. You know, I want to enjoy this moment, not think about – I've had a fight on my mind this whole tournament, this whole year. I knew who I was fighting. So it's nice to take a couple weeks and say, hey, I don't have anybody on the schedule. I don't know I don't know a date, nothing. Hey, Ryan, congrats right in front. Uh, the left that you hit with uh, Fader, was that the same one that you, that you landed on Mo that knocked him out? Yeah, more or less. Uh, this one I had to go out and kind of reach him a little bit because Fedor kind of has that stance where he's kind of straight up, kind of hopping, he's a little back. With Mo. Um, he, he's always ducking, ducking his head to the side with his hands down. So we were setting up a little high kick or a left hook with him. But with Fedor, you know, it, Fedor waits and tries to time you. And I was trying to time him because I knew he was timing me. You know, and he's trying to throw a right hand. And uh, that's when I kind of, you know, he had to respect my wrestling. So um, I think him looking at my fight, 
with Matt. He was like, he's going to come out here and just try to take me down right away, trying to get me tired. You know, um, uh, so I wanted to use that to my advantage, give it a little faint and let him run into that left hook. And, you know, if you look at kind of the picture, it's almost it's almost straightened out like that. So I um, hit him hard, um, and, and we practice that a lot. Did you get punched one time in this tournament? I don't think so. That's, that's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, that, I, you know, I, Matt might have – I don't remember getting punched on the feet. You know, it might be one of those things on the ground or something. Um, but, yeah, I didn't, you know, not in the first two fights at all. Then with Matt, I mean, if he got me on the bottom or whatever, but – yeah, not. I mean, looking back in the fight before that, didn't get hit. You know, then we go to the Phil Davis fight, which is, I think there's like four punches total in that. <laughs> uh, on uh, on Twitter, uh, Tito Ortiz said that he wants to come back and fight Shelson and then and then fight you again. Would you have any interest in, in, in having that in that fight back, that rematch with Tito? Oh Ortiz? hell yeah, yeah. After I won the title, I was bugging him. He was at the bar. We were, we were both there, and I was like, hey, you coming back? You coming back? He's like, I'm done, man. I'm done. So, yeah, I mean, that'd be fun. Um, you know, he, he has to come back and, and uh, definitely prove himself. And that, obviously that's, you know, a fight I, I don't dwell on, but fight I want to get back, you know, all my losses. But um, it'd be a fun fight. A few years ago, uh, Dan Cormier said he wanted to fight Ryan Bader, the easiest guy in the division. Now you have more belts than DC has. Any any message for Dayon Cormier? You know, I'm I'm over that, but he, you know, he's he's one of those guys. He he proves himself over and over again. He's a champ. Yeah, um, you know, in and out of the cage there, um, beating monsters. You know, nothing but respect from from over here. You know, it'd be fun to do a cross promotion for the champ, 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 champ. <laughs> but we'll see if that ever happens. Uh, Ryan, congrats on the fight. You, you talked about your strategy offensively, uh, about throwing the lead left hook, especially how Fader keeps that right hand low. So our whole thing was going to go out there. We didn't want to go out there and, and uh, take him down right away. I mean, if it presented itself and he he got uh, overzealous on the right hand, yeah, we, we would have done that. But I wanted to go out there, kind of establish it with kind of a jab. I wanted to kind of pod him a little bit and and see what he was kind of – read him, basically. And, and what I was reading out there – was he was waiting for that time to throw his jumping right hand. And I could see it in his muscles. He's, he gives a little twitch. He's ready. So I was staying just outside that distance, and kind of I kind of threw like a little left to see where I was at. And then I kind of stepped, stepped down or fainted and, and threw that left hook and caught him. You know, I mean, there's only 30 seconds, but um, that was that's what I was seeing. I was just trying to read him out there, and that was my whole goal. I was going to stay out of that kind of that firefight. Mm -hmm you know, being in there with him um, at the beginning, but at the same time, make him work hard and kind of get his uh, energy levels kind of down and then kind of take over. Um, but I just happened to catch him with that left beforehand. He's kind of known uh, not just as a takedown artist, but as someone who's actually reverses takedowns in the middle of a takedown. He's done that quite a lot. Was that Did that alter your entry or your takedown game or your strategy going in? Yeah, I mean, we, it was kind of weird with uh, Chael. You know, he uh, Chael ducked him. And he grabbed his his arm. It was pretty impressive, and threw him and hipped him out. You know, hipped over. Um, that was one of the things where that we were willing to go in there and be in bad positions for that first round, and and you know do all that spazzy stuff to get him tired. You know, even if he did wind up on top, and he threw. You know, he he's very strong in his hips and explosive, and he'll he'll kind of lay there, lay there, and you try to um, advance on a position, he'll explode. You know, and so uh, we were willing to go through that. To come out in a second round and be like, "All right, I'm fresh. I feel good. I know. I know. I could go five rounds hard." 
Um, I didn't know he's never been five rounds over three, you know? So, um, that was kind of the plan going in, but you know, at the same time, I thought I could catch him too with his hands down. And last question, um, as a fan of MMA yourself, do you want to see Fedor fight again? I don't think he has any, anything left to prove, you know? Um, I'm one of those guys though, if, if, if your heart's in it and you want to, and it's, you're not going to be satisfied in your life unless you do one more or you want to go out on a win, then, you know, um, he should be able to do what he wants. You know, he's earned that right. And, um, but yeah, I mean, in, and I see both, both sides, you know, you want to remember him also as, you know, the Fedor pride era tearing people up, you know, and, and he's, and he's been able to that. That's the thing though, too. If you, if you look at, yeah, you got, uh, Mitrion got him, but he went through and, and beat Mir and Sonnen in the first round. You know, it's not like he's lost five in a row or anything like that. You know, he's coming off a, a win streak here and in the finals of a heavyweight tournament. So, I mean, that's up to him. One more over here. One more over here. Yep. Uh, what do you do tonight to celebrate not only a, a win over Fedor, but, you know, getting the heavyweight belt? What's what's the celebration? It, it's always, it's always like, sweeter before the fight. You're like, oh, I'm going to do all this. I'm going to do this. <laughs> to be honest, we're gonna. I got a bunch of family and friends here. We'll go back to the hotel bar. I'll have a couple beers and try to eat because I've been eating – uh, protein bars and that all day and want to eat something different um, eat. honestly and then I'm gonna I'm gonna stay here I got my kids here um, at the beach so I'll stay here a couple of days and then go home really hang out with family you know it's a lot different now than you know having kids and all that kind of stuff so but uh, the best feeling is you fall asleep at night like tonight right and you wake up and you every morning of this week you're like what day is it oh I got weigh-ins today oh shit it's fight day you know and tomorrow I get to wake up and open my eyes and say Man, I'm a heavyweight champion and a light heavyweight champion, and I just beat Fedor. So that's a good morning right there. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, not much to say. It was, it, was a, it was a hard night for me. Uh, I'm 22 years old. I've been here before. I lost my, my first pro fight, but... Uh, uh, there's really no excuses to make. I felt good out there. The training camp went well. I hit him. I, I think I hit him. I have so much power in my hands, I don't realize I knock people down. And it just happened so fast. But uh, obviously, I made a mistake by staying in the pocket too long. It was a 50-50 chance of, of uh, somebody getting knocked out. That sucks. It's, it sucks bad. But, hey, I'm 22 years old. I don't have this figured out yet. It's something that needs to slow down for me. I need to... Need to use my wrestling a little bit more, and uh, hey, we'll go from there. We'll go back to the drawing board. Watch right here. Uh, hey, Aaron. Uh, so yeah, obviously your first loss in MMA, and uh, as you you analyzed the fight pretty well just there. But um, do you have any uh, thoughts on what sort of time frame you're looking to get back into it? I know you're gonna obviously want to avenge this loss, or maybe do something else in the near future. Do you have any time frame for when you think you're gonna get back in the cage? No, no, no. I don't really have a time frame right now. I'm healthy. I mean, other than just a little bruise, uh, I'm healthy. So. I'll get back in the gym, figure out what we need to do. But I'm not going to make any decisions right now. Aaron, obviously you cracked him with that big shot. Did you feel like you were going to be able to put him away and that's why you stayed in the pocket? Yeah, I thought, yeah, I, I, that's just me being young. I felt I was just going to hit him again. But that's where Henry's good. That's where we knew that we, we need to stay out of that position. He likes to be in the clinch and kind of throw those bombs, those uppercuts. But... It's a learning process, and uh, but yeah, I thought I was gonna knock him out. 
Now, obviously, we're in LA. We could see that it's been a it's a tough night. You yeah. didn't have to come out here and talk to us. Can you talk about your decision to come out here and give us your time, which we're thankful for? God, no, I mean that's just what you do. I mean, you guys are. It feels good when you win. You guys are always. The media is always here when you win, and and you got to show your respect. You know, you can't just be be wanting to come out and when everything is good. When when shit hits the fan, you know, you got to be a man and like. I always say you got to put your suit on and go face the media. That's just what you do. Thank you. So, Aaron, any plans to uh, try to incorporate more of your your wrestling base into your future fights? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, obviously, my hand, I have a lot of power in my hands, but uh, but wait till they see my wrestling. They, they, I mean, my wrestling is on a different level. I mean, so I'll start definitely using it, but. Hey, we'll see. We'll take the fight as they come. I felt a lot, a lot more comfortable this fight. I felt, you know, um, everything was was slowing down. I, I just got clipped with a really good punch uh, in in the clinch. But other than that, we'll see. We'll take it. We'll take it as as it goes. Your next time out, would you prefer to uh, take a more low profile fight? No, no, I, I I don't think so. I mean, if I could get a rematch, that'd be great. I'd he'll probably fight for a title. But uh, but no, I think you know, top five, top. I don't know. That's not really my decision, but I'm capable of beating all these guys. That's what they don't. Uh, what they don't realize. Obviously, I got hit with that punch, but my skills. Are, my skills are there. I just need to. I just need to take my time. That's something that Coach Antonio has always preached to me. Is just take my time. I have all the skill sets in the world. Just haven't had really time to use my use my wrestling. I've been knocking everybody out. So, but it's a learning lesson when you go against these veterans. They're able to endure the shots and find their openings and weather the storm a little bit. So, that's a learning lesson. Aaron, um, is this the right weight class for you? I think some people felt like the, the cut might have been too much. Do you feel like that was a factor at all? No, but the, the cut's not, not hard at all. That's what people don't realize is, like, I don't really cut weight all that much. Mm-hmm. I mean, I watch it. I eat 24, I mean, all year round, but the cut is actually not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I make it easier than I did when I was, like, four or five years ago. I make it a lot a lot easier. Everything is going well with my training. Everything is is on point. My my meal prep is good. My my coaching is good. It's just a little simple mistake getting hit in the head. There's not much to say. People can make all the excuses in the world. Oh, coaching is bad or this or that. Ah, oh, weight cut is good. I'm definitely too small for 155. Mm. I mean, I walk around 165. I mean, and, and only have to fight a 156. There's no way. 145 is the best weight class for me. And, and respect for you coming out here and, and, and talking to the media. Um, are you yeah. gonna avoid social media for a bit, just because you know it's there's gonna be a lot of people, a lot of haters, so to speak. Oh, I'm sure I'm gonna face a lot of negativity. Uh, for a few days, I'll, I'll be off of it. I'll just go with my family, maybe go on a little vacation. But uh, but I've been here before. Uh, it's not it's not my style to just hide and hide and go home and not face the media. Because you guys are here for me when I am doing good, and then when you're doing bad, you guys are obviously still here. So what's so you can't you can't be that guy. You can't. I don't know what the I don't know what the term is. I can't come top of my head. But somebody that's like, when everything's going well, they're here. But if, if they're 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 not doing so well, they just say, ah, oh, screwed. I want to go home and hide from the world. Nah, it's it's something that you. That's the way I was brought up. You know, you can't just. My dad, you, my dad would tell me, you just can't go out there and you're, everything is good. And then when something goes bad, you just turn around. You have to face it. Hey, it sucks sometimes, but it's just what you do. My last question. Uh, this is obviously very fresh, but would you like your next fight to be out, out, out of the U.S., you know, maybe do an international fight just because Bellator does travel, just to switch things up a little bit, or do you want to fight close to home? 
I I feel good. I feel I feel good fighting at home. It's a lot easier. I mean, fighting the guys that I've been fighting. I mean, my skills are there. That's the, that's the thing that's so that's so um, so frustrating. I mean, that 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 fight is mine if I just take my time. Just if I would have just let him get up, I would have hit him again. So, uh, I don't know what the future holds. To be honest with you, I can't give you a clear answer. That's not my job. So. My job is just to fight. If they say hey, we want you to go to internet, we want you to go to to the UK to fight. Hey, okay, let's do it. Aaron, over here. Can you put into words how this compares to losing your MMA debut? Uh, it's any. I just I fucking hate to lose. That's just simple. I hate to lose, whether it be my pro debut, whether it be for a world title, whether it be just a regular guy just it just sucks the feeling it just what hurts so much is just there's a lot of stuff that goes into it you know so it is what it is uh, and how uh, you said you're gonna you michael on vacation how quickly do you get back into the gym back into sam's garage oh it's sam's garage i'll take a few weeks off from there that's that's very <laughs> very tough but i'll be back in the gym hitting the hitting the bag um a lot of people don't realize taking too much time off is really bad for the body, especially me. I'm so used to training so much that if I don't train for two weeks, my body goes in shock. So it's like it's really bad. So I'll probably just do light runs, hit the bag, hit some mitts. Because I, I, I genuinely love to to yeah. hit the mitts and, and so and train and hit the bag. So I'll definitely be in the gym um, you know, in a week or, week or two because I don't like my weight to get out of hand or something. And last question, you and Henry were so respectful before the fight. Yeah. What kind of conversation did you guys have after the fight? I don't really remember. Everything just happened so fast. So I just, you know, um, yeah, everything happened fast. But I, I have I have a respect for Henry. He comes from the same uh, city, same similar city as me. So there's no bad blood here. I, I mean, what could I say? You know, he's he's a good guy. There's nothing, nothing bad. There's... Just, just got me. You got me tonight. Hey, Aaron. Thanks for thanks for coming out. Uh, no worries. Um, I'm, I'm trying to figure out the best way to ask this question, honestly, yeah. because, it, you, like you mentioned, you were potentially moments away from winning this fight. So yeah. you can't say that that this was not a fight that should have been made. It, obviously, you were very competitive in it, and you had a yeah. chance to win it. But I did see like like Eddie Alvarez on 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 social media mentioned something. And he said. When you're 22 years old and you're taking a shot like that, it's just tough to see, you know, because yeah. you are still developing. So I guess what I'm asking you is, you mentioned top five and that you want to you want to yeah. face those challenges, and I can yeah. tell that you're a competitive guy. But yeah. do you think that there's a possibility that you are doing a disservice by facing a guy who's in who's having his 20th fight tonight? Yeah, we'll see. I will see. But Eddie Alvarez, how many times has he been knocked down every fight? So that guy, he's got a. He's, I get what he's saying, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I wish I could. I wish I could. I can give you a clear answer. Maybe it is. We sit at. I have to sit down with my family and, and figure out. Uh, do we take? Do we take lesser opponents? Okay, give, give me a lesser opponents because there's gonna there's gonna be a hefty hospital bill because I will really fucking hurt somebody bad. That's really not that, that. That's that's for me personally. I don't. They always ask. I'll hurt somebody that's one in the same record as me four and one i will literally hurt them but that's okay if i need to do that and take you know five five fights and guys that are the same records give me the same guys now give me give me the the guys that are that are my record watch what happens it's not going to be pretty but it is what it is it would just be 
collecting paychecks. It'll be good. So yeah, yeah, you might you might be right about that. Get some uh, guys with the same experience as me, but just just watch what happens. What are those conversations like between you and your family and your team? Are they like? Going back and forth, or is everyone like, no, let's 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 go right for the top? Is it no? It's back and forth. I mean, there's people, there's you know, I have my brother who's who's very calm, cool, and collected. Who's I'm with every day, so he's got a um, he's very open minded. He's not about all. It's it's me. It's me. I, I obviously challenge myself, and I know I'm gonna hear a lot of a lot of shit on the in the internet. People saying I need to do this, need to do that, but I just go back and figure out what I need to do with my family and my coaches, my coaches. Antonio, Freddie Roach, um, Sam Calavita. So we'll see what we need to do. Like I said, I'm not done. I'm not done. I'll be back and and uh, yeah, just take some time. Just take some time. Thank you. Right. Thank you, guys.